You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is October 27th. 2021. Today's show is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom to have conversations with all of your favorite podcast hosts, other fans. Start your own rooms. You can do that right now at the Spotify Greenroom app. Just downloaded today at the iOS store. On today's show, we discuss game one of the 2021 World Series. The Braves take down the Astros 6-2. to We'll have an inside look at the game, kind of give some thoughts from the outsider's perspective right here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. All right, let's get into it today on the Locked On Nationals podcast. First of all, I'll let you guys know we're going to be on YouTube here, especially as the uh, you know postseason winds down and the offseason begins. Having a lot of videos, kind of the exit interviews, if you will, that are going to be coming pretty soon. I'm going to go player by player, really. You know, we'll leave a couple guys out, but the big ones uh, who are with the Nats for a majority are the important guys with the Nats and might have an impact next year or could be departing. We're doing exit interviews for all of those guys. We take a look at their stats, you know, take a look at how they perform, talk about whether they have a role here in the future in D.C., or we're going to see them somewhere else potentially uh, down the line. We'll have all of those coming up. But on today's show, uh, no uh, no version on YouTube, so just a straight audio version today. Game one of the World Series, kind of a familiar feel, right, to see game one of the World Series between a National League East team and a, uh, you know, in, in Houston, right? That's kind of a familiar feeling. Also winning said game one, kind of a familiar thing to see too for a lot of us who pay attention to the Washington Nationals. But a 6-2 to two win for the Atlanta Braves, and I thought a rather uh, convincing might not be the right word, but a thorough victory, right? There wasn't a whole lot of doubt there. I will say, and, and everybody knows this who watches the Nationals, right, and watch that 2019 run, World Series games tend to feel a bit closer than they actually are at certain points. I found myself at some points of the game, you know, Joe Buck talking it up, and that's his job to talk up certain situations, certain moments. But there were times where it felt like, you know, he would say, all right, big moment in this game. But, you know, there were times where, think about, hey, there's one guy on base, it's a 5-1 game. All right, a two-run home run makes it a two-run game. It's still attainable. But it's still a two-run game with the bases clear, right? That's that's kind of how you have to look at it, right? There's still situations where you have to think, all right, well, you know, even if the worst possible outcome happens for the team that's ahead, they're still in a position where they're leading. And that's where I kind of felt found myself for the game from uh, you know most time for the Braves. I, I do think there was some anxiety there for a lot of Braves fans, obviously, with the you know, I think the torment, especially that a lot of Braves fans my age have gone through, they haven't seen the amount of success that some of the younger Braves fans, or the older guys, rather, Braves fans have. But at the same time, older Braves fans still have some torment, too. They didn't do a whole lot of winning, right? Uh, or at least winning at the top level. They didn't, get, they didn't get too many World Series victories and all those playoff trips that they had. So you think about that. You know, this is a fan base that is cautiously, cautiously optimistic. And, you know, guess what? The... Uh, D.C. fan base was the same way. Now, 2019, they were coming off the Capitals 
uh, Stanley Cup title. So it felt like, you know, there was some chances that, hey, maybe things could start rolling and D.C. could be some kind of title town, unless you're the Washington football team or the Wizards, obviously, a work in progress. But, yeah, there's still some anxieties there. So that's not a totally unfamiliar feeling. But kind of just my general thoughts there as we get into the game. We'll get into it in one second. But first here, a quick word from our sponsors. Mentioned it uh, before, but Spotify Greenroom is a great place to catch up with people who are like you, fans of certain teams, uh, podcasters like myself, writers, athletes, whatever. You can catch up with a lot of those on the Spotify Greenroom app. All you have to do is go on your iOS device, and you can go and download that today at the iOS store. Go download the Spotify Greenroom app. It's easy to do. You sign up. You link your Twitter to it. You can follow all the people you like. We'll be doing our last one this week at some point. So looking forward to doing that. But once again, go sign up for the Spotify Green Room app today. All right, let's get into this game. We'll give us some highlights as well. A little bit of context also. And if you watched early on, or, you know, actually, I did not see this happen live. I was finishing uh, some work that I was doing. I was on, on a, teaching a broadcasting class. And right when it ended, I had to finish up and take care of a couple things, send an email or two. Walk downstairs and I see Jorge Soler rounding the base paths after he had a Titanic shot. Well, not even Titanic shot. A rocket of a home run to start off the World Series. He can swing at strikes and not balls. Here's one slammed into left field. How about that start to the World Series? Soler will take the trip. And he puts Atlanta up one zip with a first swing of the fall classic. Yeah, I mean, it was a 2-0 count, and Joe Buck is right on there. That's Joe Buck from Joe Buck and John Smoltz of the call on Fox. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things that, you know, we're seeing so much more of. I mean, this was literally the first swing of the World Series, of 2-0 count. Soler got a pitch he really liked and absolutely lasered it. Uh, and, and, you know, 1-0 lead right there for the Braves. This goes back to something that's a trend in baseball, and we're seeing it a whole lot more. Solaire this year with the Braves did a lot of hitting in the leadoff spot, and he hit 269, 358, 524, 882. That's, that's his slash line right there, batting average, OBP slugging, and OPS. 14 home runs for the Braves, uh, 33 runs driven in. Now, obviously, a guy who's known for striking out a good deal, but... This is the kind of guy that we're seeing at the front of the lineup a lot more for teams. And uh, the Nationals did this, obviously, this year. We saw a whole lot of that, um, you know, with Kyle Schwarber at the top of the heap. And this is uh, something that I think we might see actually become a bit more common. But this is a guy for them that is a big strapping lad if you will, somebody that's going to DH and play in the outfield as well. 6'4", 235, big guy. We talked about him last week as a potential player on one of these World Series teams that you could see, you know, hey, maybe he ends up in D.C. at some point in time. Maybe that's the kind of player they're looking at to add to their outfield. But that's the kind of guy who can make an impact for you. And obviously, you're seeing it right off the top for the bird. You're seeing it. Another thing to mention for him, too, is that, you know, 2-0 is actually his best count. So that, that, that's where Jorge Soler does uh, as much damage, you know, as, as usually he does. They kept it going in that inning. Framber Valdez struggled. Austin Riley doubles the deep center, scores Ozzy Albies, who was uh, flying around the field, it, it felt like, all game long. And then Soler 
uh, scores another run the next inning, ground ball to the left side. Really, it should have just been out at uh, at first on this one, but um, Jock Peterson kind of makes an error in the base running department and gets thrown out. Could have given the Braves an extra opportunity. But in the third inning, the Braves continued to do more damage. Adam Duvall got in on the act with a two-run home run. Valdez just trying to fight to stay in the game. This one is a rocket into left and gone. 5-0 Atlanta here in the third inning. As Duvall goes deep. What a start to game one for the Braves. And that'll be it for Fromber Valdez. So this one from Duvall was an absolute rocket. I mean, this thing popped off the bat. It, it didn't get more than like 40 feet in the air. I mean, this thing was a laser that just parked. Actually, I, I think 40 feet is probably too generous. This thing was a laser off the bat that just parked itself uh, as fast as possible into the seats in left field. 5-0 lead for Duvall, whose son is a huge fan of Blooper, the Braves mascot. Beautiful stuff. If you've not seen the videos, Duvall's son and Blooper. It is adorable. Uh, you got to go see it. Check it out. It's, it's, on, it's on Twitter. If you look up Adam Duvall's son, you'll be able to find it. Or if you just search that on Google, you'll be able to find it. It's absolutely just so cute. Um, but they were up 5 nothing, and it felt like they were all on kind of, not cruise control, but they were in a really good groove at that point, top of the third. The problem was, the problems came for them in the bottom of the third inning when Charlie Morton had to come out of the game. Now, he worked through some problems early on, but then in the third inning, he had to come out of the game uh, and ended up being a broken tibia, and he was pitching on that. And and you could just tell it got to the point after a comeback where he had gotten hit, um, and uh, it's a fractured right, excuse me, uh, not tibia, fibula, fibula, fibula. He had a fractured right fibula that he suffered and sustained and he kept pitching on it, man. He really did. And that just shows you how much it means for these guys. Now, first of all, I want to say, you know, it sucks for Charlie Morton that he cannot continue to pitch. It's out for the rest of the series. Uh, if they win a World Series this year, it's going to be a, in big part because of what Charlie Morton has done. Now, this makes it very difficult. He's their game one starter. Obviously, you figure to use him at least one more time in this series. But that ramps up the pressure on the Braves now, but if they win, this guy is still so deserving because he's been such a big part of what they've done. He's such a big game pitcher too. I mean, at 37, this guy pumps 97, 98 in there. He's got that hook that looks beautiful, that great curveball. He was really settling into a rhythm and he was looking strong last night. And it just, it's unfortunate because this guy, uh, through the appearances he had made in the playoffs, no more than two earned runs allowed, um, 3.24 ERA, and a guy that his entire career has been such a strong pitcher. You know, a guy that's uh, it's been known, you know, especially later on in his career for his great pitching performances, especially in the postseason. Last year, four games started, uh, 2.70 ERA in 20 innings. The previous year, you know, two starts, uh, one, uh, 0.90 ERA in 10 innings pitched, and he's just been such a successful pitcher in the postseason, it was tough to see him go down, but um, obviously, you know, the Braves had to, they kept fighting through that, and their bullpen was pressed into action a little bit earlier. Now, I think this might set them up 
for some difficulties down the road as we look forward here, as, as we kind of think about what's coming down the pike for the Braves. This is going to put them in a bad spot. But for right now, I think their bullpen should be applauded for how they came in and handled it. A.J. Minter came in. We give up one run in two and two-thirds innings, although he had some traffic. Luke Jackson, three Ks, an inning and two-thirds. I mean, these are names that we thought, they, they, these guys had some issues in years past getting guys out. Luke Jackson gives them an inning and two-thirds. Tyler Matzik gives them an inning and a third. Uh, and then and uh, he has been spectacular despite the three hits, but gets two big Ks. And then Will Smith comes in, and he shuts the door in the ninth inning to preserve a win. And credit to the Braves' bats for getting to Framber Valdez. This thing ended up being 6 to two, uh, there was some scoring later on, but it didn't really, it, it got, not dicey, but there are times where guys were on base, but Braves relievers kept getting out of it. Uh, you know, Chaz McCormick was able to ground to a fielder's choice and get a run there in the fourth, but in the eighth. Uh, Freddie Freeman, sack fly, nice piece of hitting, makes it six to one. Correa grounds that to second, which scores Yonan Alvarez in the eighth, made it six to two, but once again, never really too much danger, and the Braves were able to take care of of business and get that uh, very important game one win. And here's all you have to know. Nine guys left on base, one for nine with RISP, Team RISP, uh, runners in scoring position for the Astros. And the Braves weren't much better, two for nine, but their solo shots, or excuse me, their, uh, their home runs, plural, uh, the solo shot and then the, uh, the, the home run from Duvall uh, made sure they were able to kind of capitalize enough in those situations to get enough offense, six to two, to win game one. All right, we're going to turn our attention to game number two here in a second, but first, got to get a word in from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to built.com today to check out all the flavors available. Here are some of them, coconut, cherry bar chia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, just to name a few. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calorie ranges from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com. That's Built.com today, and you can get 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. And there's no better time to hop over to betonline.ag today. They've got a new interface. It's very nice, very sleek. You can do it on your phone, on your computer as well. You go over there to BetOnline. You sign up. It's free to do. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. And you'll get a 50% deposit bonus today. So if you deposit $100, bucks, i will give you an extra 50 to play with today. Football, basketball, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games. Take advantage of all the things they've got available at betonline.ag today. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, that's where the game starts. All right, so game number two on tap tonight in the 2021 World Series. Obviously, the Braves have their uh, 1-0 lead in the series right now. It's going to be Max Freed going up against Jose Urquidy. This is a big game for Max Freed because they're going to need some length from him here. Um, and I know his last outing against the Bra uh, against the Dodgers rather was not able to provide as much length. Got touched up just a little bit in that game. Eight hits, 
five earned runs, two homers, two walks, only three Ks, 90 pitches. But the two previous starts, he'd been awesome against the Dodgers, six innings, eight hits, two earned runs, five Ks. Previously, uh, the 3-0 win against the Brewers, six innings, three hits, nine Ks, and 81 pitches. So it's, it's an important outing here because they need that length from him. They need him to not get in trouble early. They need him to keep that pitch count low, and I think that's going to come from him pumping strikes, trying to find the strike zone. Um, and those previous two starts, the first two starts of the postseason I talked about, he did a really good job of doing that. And he'd been on a streak of four straight starts, counting that uh, that first Dodgers game he pitched where he had not walked a guy. And that's something that Max does really well. He's normally got very good control of his stuff. That's key for the Braves tonight. They need him to be in control. They need him to be around the strike zone. Sure, he might get hit a little bit, but they need him to stay in the game because they can't, uh, you know, they, they don't want to tax that bullpen early in the series. And they're going to have a travel day coming up here pretty soon. You know, so they, they, you know, that might figure into the calculus, but it's early in the series. And now that we know that there is not going to be a Charlie Morton later on in this series, that's going to tax their bullpen most likely a little bit more unless they can find an unlikely hero somewhere to kind of eat some more innings for them in a pretty impactful way. That bullpen's probably going to get taxed later on in this series. For Jose Urquidy, you know, 26-year-old is one of those guys that we've seen a good amount of this year. Um, just one postseason start and really got rocked by the Red Sox. They're going to need him to come out and, and, and you know, compete from the get-go. Uh, once again, this is ESPN saying Jose Urquidy is going to be your starting pitcher. Obviously, these things sometimes change. ESPN not always the most reliable when it comes to these things. And also, once again, postseason baseball, these things do tend to change. Uh, on the lines right now for this game, the Atlanta Braves are a plus 101 money line underdog. The uh, Houston Astros, it's minus 111. This feels like one of those games where the, the Astros bounce back. Uh, I think you're seeing a lot of money come in on the Astros. I wouldn't be surprised if that line jumps a little bit more. So you could see some good value on the opposite side there. Um for the Braves, and if you took the Astros in four, I'm sorry, your bet is now uh, off. Astros in five, looks like it's going to be very difficult uh, to do at this point in time, but yeah, our friends at betonline.ag, it's minus 112 now for the, uh, the, the Astros, plus 102 for the Braves. On the series, the Braves are minus 165, favorite to the Astros, plus 145. If you all remember, though, the National Series, the road team won all the games, and that could be a, p- a possibility here. I don't see, I don't see them going to the chop house, the Astros, and, and taking all three games there. But obviously, I could be wrong. Um, other things have happened before. Uh, you know, weirder things have obviously happened before, and we've seen that firsthand. Um, you know, <laughs> with the uh, with the Nationals. So yeah, that's where we're at this point in time. Uh, most strikeouts tonight. Max Fried is minus one twenty. Jose Arquiti is minus one ten. Uh, there's some first inning strikeout lines. If you guys want to go bet on that at betonline.ag, there's so many good odds you guys can check out um, right now. First player to hit home run, all those kinds of things. So go check that out over at betonline.ag. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.